Hello, welcome to, I've done it again. I didn't check, done it again. 29? <laughs> I thought you were going to start the intro all over again, but you just went 29? 29? I... 28. 28. Welcome to episode 28 of the Are We Still Here podcast with myself, Sasha. And I'm Jess. And last week, obviously, we um, recorded in person, so we're back in, uh, back on Zoom, the life of a podcast host. And um, we're going to go over some stuff. It's not necessarily set in stone, but we're going to talk about the new year and December. Um, we're also going to be talking about the meaning of the, one of the biggest buzzwords in the industry. Um, well, that has been for years, and that is the word accountability. And just talk about um, if you are starting in the new year, which um, Jess and I both think is to- totally fine. If you want to start in in Jan, that's fine. <laughs> although although uh, many people on Instagram say that you shouldn't. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a weird old place out there. But we're going to go into what we would actually do with um, someone if they were doing what a lot of people do do, which is start fresh in Jan. And I guess as well, those people that are continuing on goals, like what does it mean for them? Do they do they feel the pressure that they need to come up with new ones because it's the new year, that type of thing as well? Yeah, exactly. So we're going to go into like, I guess we can almost go into, we could do like a case study of a, you know, this person is, this is what she does for a living, this is what she does, what we, what we would personally do with that person. I think that would be a, a, a good conversation to have. Um, so let's start with let's start with the case study and then we can go on to the accountability thing after because it will it will fit nicely into what they might want mm-hmm. hiring someone right hit me with a case study hit me by the way this isn't planned so right. fresh uh, so my so, avatar uh your avatar is sandra sandra more sandra. Like- that's only because I want to watch that Sandra Bullock film that's on Netflix that's weird I had it um in my head I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch that tonight so Sandra Bullock comes to you she's well let's not do Sandra Bullock because then I have to be specific to her Sandra comes to you she's in her early late 30s to early 40s okay she um has tried to get fitter, feel mm-hmm. better in herself, um, time and time again. She always follows the same New Year hype. She starts in January with every intention, but by sort of springtime, it's all trailed off and she's kind of fallen back into old ways. Um, she might have another go at trying to get into it at some point in the year, but she generally has too many different distractions with work that she, the year flies by and it gets to December and she says, ah, I'll go again in January every time. Um, she works in an office. She's a finance controller. Don't know why that came to mind. Loads of my clients are in finance for some reason. She works in finance. Um, she um, has two kids. How old? Um, four and six. <laughs> and she... Um, commutes in every day she lives on the outskirts of a a nice city and 
She likes to socialise on a weekend with her family, friends, loves a drink and also um, has a quite stressful job at the time working in finance. Is that enough? You've um, described... <laughs> described... Everyone. <laughs> everyone. Everyone we've ever come across. Okay, so... Let's just say Sandra and I have been in a consult already and she's told me all those things, right? Um, what she, she, You said that she's tried many things. What are those things? She tried Atkins. Um, a friend at work has had loads of success with keto. Um, she also did a juice cleanse once upon a time. She used to, before the kids, go to classes all the time at the gym and loved it. Um but now she doesn't seem like she's got the time for that anymore. Okay. And what are her top three priorities? Top three priorities are family, work, and um, feeling good. I'm just writing down, by the way. So <laughs> feeling good. Okay. Um. So she's done classes. What is her um, fitness background? Um, nothing since school, really, apart from that. Apart from classes? Mm. And what classes are we talking here? Um, bit of aerobics, bit of, what is it, body body pump, where yeah. you do the, like the little weights, um, bit of yoga. Okay. So if her one of her top priorities is feeling good, what does she do uh, to make herself feel good? Drink. Drink. Okay. Does that make her feel good at the time or does that make her feel good all the time? Just at the time. Okay. And if she works a busy job... Um, and she commutes, but her top priority is family, and she's got a, a four-year-old and a six-year-old. Um, doesn't drinking take away a lot of the only time she'll get with the kids, which is at the weekend? Uh, not necessarily, because she powers through her head, <laughs> even though she doesn't feel great. So... Her top priorities are feeling good and family, but she only sees her family when she's feeling shit and hungover. Oh, yeah. Bloody hell, Sandra, what you like? <laughs> okay, this uh, disclaimer out of the setting. Um, this isn't how I would ask the client. This is just, this is just Sash doing quick fire bullet points. This is quick fire, obviously, because usually I take 90 minutes on a consult. So this is just going over like what comes into my head. This isn't necessarily what I would say to Sandra and be like. And also me being really blunt about. <laughs> and there's no detail and no background. But yeah. my my thoughts here would be top three priorities. are She loves feeling good and she loves her family and spending time with her family. But pretty much um, everything she's doing at the weekend which is probably her time to spend time with her family is uh, basically making her not her best self to hang with her four-year-old and six-year-old um 
So that would be my first, I would tap into that because if the first thing she talked about was her family and her kids, but she's actually not spending quality time with them, then that's probably a, something in her head that's, you could probably talk about. Um, and she would probably realize that quite fast. So if I was talking to someone, I, I'd, I'd like to get them to, to realize the, the, the relatively obvious things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that they probably already know. They're just someone, they want someone to to tell them straight away. Um, With the work thing, obviously she commutes and her top priority is work. So, and if she's an office finance, a finance what? It's controller. Controller, yeah. Relatively nine to five-y. And if that's what she loves, then I would, you know, to find someone with a full-time job at the age of 40 that they love, um, I'd probably just leave that alone and just see what we can do around it. But if it, how long is her commute to work? 40 minutes. Okay, so nine to five, 40. Okay, so time is of the essence here because she works nine to five, 40 minute there, 40 minute back. Is she uh, married? Does she have a partner? Yeah. What do they do? They are a um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> think of a job, think of a job. They are a baker. Hmm. Oh, so okay. So her partner probably works early mornings then and finishes quite early. You are correct because that is what bakers do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm guessing so she has no help in the mornings. So that means I would probably say that early morning workouts if her husband is a baker it's probably not going to happen mm-hmm. um does she what's her activity like is she getting many steps during the day is she or is she mainly sedentary mainly sedentary so for me that would be my number one because uh, uh, oh what's her sleep like sleeps well very tired alcohol helps her nod off apparently okay so I would then go into um very light-hearted brief education points so without being preachy and like this is what you have to do over my time working with Sandra I would basically educate her on how alcohol can affect your sleep and how um it's not proper sleep as we know it's more like a sedation thing (laughs) obviously I I wouldn't be like preachy I would just say look this is what we know um let's just and whatever she say she's drinking a glass of wine every night and then more at the weekend I would just try and take just try and limit it a teeny teeny bit first so I'm not gonna be like no booze in the week they ain't gonna happen trust me I've, I've, I've been in this situation not me drinking but I've worked with many people who who uh, have this um so I'd do a bit of education points around um alcohol and then I'd really dig into the weekends because the weekends seem to be the only time that she's gonna have um but also I would I know she commutes I would ask her what's around um near her work what's around near her house are there any parks are there anywhere she can walk because if her husband's working early till lunch then he will probably be able to come home and maybe take the kids off pick her pick the kids up from school Mm. he'll be off then 
Um, and then it might give Sandra a little window of time, maybe after work where she can maybe just go for a walk without distractions. Um, that would be my first port of call because she's she's stressed, she's busy. So the word gym is way off. This lady going to the gym for her, it ain't going to happen. So you can try and throw push-pull legs at her as much as you want. <laughs> ain't going to happen. So I would, I would make sure that Sandra knows that I know she does classes and stuff at the gym. And I would maybe, if she there was one that she particularly enjoyed and and she was getting it in quite easily, I'd look at what time that class is and maybe try and um, mix up some of the stuff that she does. Um, what's her goal? Her goal is to feel like she's got more energy, um, look great for summer because she felt really like lacking in confidence this year that's just gone and because of covid like everything was up in the air and like her priority wasn't on herself so she really wants 2022 to be her year you know <laughs> okay so energy and looking better let's look into what what that means for sandra so again it would go back to Energy, the first thing we think about is sleep, rhythms, in her day. Um, sleep would obviously be the main focus if she wants energy. And it would also inherently make her look better because she'd be more awake. <laughs> um, the alcohol would come into it again. Um, I'd really try and make that focus point because if her priorities again are family and feeling good and her goal is to look better and have more energy the misalignment between that and her current drinking habits is catastrophic um, so although it would be a slow process I would just try and get her to really think about her her priorities and, and whether she's living in like a I want this, but I'm doing that, which we know that a lot of people do. Um, so I would get her to try and reflect on that a little bit. Again, it's not, it, it is tough. Me and my client were talking about this the other day, but often the immeasurable things are what help the most, mm -hmm. um, which is tough communicate, communicating that with clients because they want to look at a piece of paper and see a change when the things that might need changing are just stuff that she needs to think about. So Sandra's priorities and goals are completely misaligned with her daily, well, what, what she does every day. Um, but her week looks super busy. So I'd start off with a couple of walks a week and then try and get out with the kids, a sober day out with the kids. Uh, not me, I don't mean like, She's drinking in the day. I mean, like not a hungover day. Yeah. So maybe Saturday or Sunday could be activities with the kids that involve movement on a fresh head. So my first step with Sandra would be um, two nights off booze a week. One of them has to be at the weekend. 
and two walks after work when her husband um, got the kids because he's a baker and a big activity at the um, weekend. Mm-hmm. Before I've even looked into nutrition, but you got to take this stuff one step at a time because for, for everyone listening, like the, the mistake that people often make is look at that and throw a Monday lower body day, Tuesday walk, Wednesday spin class, Thursday upper, upper body. Like Sandra does not need to do an upper body day for mm. the love of God. Like it, it, it's so we throw the same things at people when their life couldn't be further from someone else's like Sandra wants energy and to look better she doesn't need tricep extensions <laughs> yeah or a hit workout <laughs> or a hit workout she needs in the long run she needs less booze she needs activities at the weekend with her kids because family's priority she needs to take time out a couple of days a week after work when her husband is back from his bakery (laughs) and then obviously I'm not even gone into nutrition yet because that would almost be too much just now it would be um to level five when we're, we're on minus two at the minute and I think as well like circle it back though to like the whole new year thing which is what we wanted to talk about today which is like say she's coming into it from starting in that point of view of it being the new year she's ready to attack her goals head on all that type of thing but it's it's trying to kind of instill in people that when has going into it all guns blazing ever worked for you so Sandra could go to the gym and do push pull legs maybe at a push and really struggle to do it for three weeks probably tops yeah she would she would probably manage it but the longevity of that isn't isn't going to happen because something will come up where it's busy at work or um there's demands of the kids and all of a sudden that is enough of a reason to break down her new efforts of of the new things she's trying so it's much better like Sasha's to start off small and build up from it like like get to a point where those things that you're doing seem so easy and second nature that then you're ready for that next level up, like a computer game where you go, okay, cool. What's level two? What's level three? What's level four? Exactly. And that, that message can only be done by a communication and just chatting it through. And it's not easy. And that's why like people get excited and think that everything's going to happen at once, but, what we want for Sandra there, which is more energy to look better, feel better, um, and just basically be less stressed and li- live a m- more manageable, healthy life. That might be 10 years in the making. Yeah. To get it to the point where she is exercising, she's full of energy, she's spending time with her family. Um, so obviously people don't like that. People don't like the whole 10 year thing or five year thing or whatever. What even people fucking don't even like one year. <laughs> like, look how fast last year went. Yeah. It disappeared. It, it disappeared in front of our eyes, yet people won't spend a year on something. It's like we underestimate what we can do in that amount of time. But also, we have to understand that this is a work in progress. Like, I spoke to um, one of the Opex Manchester clients yesterday, has been training with. Uh, her coach for 10 years and she joked and she said oh it 
uh, 10 years with with my coach and I can't do a pull-up yet because she was doing um, isometric holds and then we looked at each other and and I, and I like gave her a little look and she was like yeah but it's not about that I said yeah I know and she said I could do pull-ups and then I couldn't do pull-ups and then I could and then I couldn't and then I was a bit heavier and then I was lighter and then I was super fit and I did this and now I can't it's like it's not about having a goal working like towards it and then the end it's like there will be peaks and troughs until you die yeah yeah die so I used to be able to do pull-ups at the moment I can't I could be like oh it's because no it's I'm not strong enough the end it doesn't Mm. matter does it mean that I'm not getting anywhere no it just means I can't do pull-ups at the moment who cares Mm. you know so that's why we need to get uh, uh Sandra and the Sandras of the world to understand that there's going to be peaks and troughs. There's going to be times where she feels amazing. There's going to be times where she feels shit. There's going to be times where she drinks two bottles of wine. There's going to be times where she doesn't drink anything because she, you know, she's in that mindset of like, no, if I'm in it, I'm in it or no. And then it's suddenly it's gone. It's like, she needs to, we need to help her guide her with conversation to understand that it will happen the way it happens. And You'll never know how it's going to go, but it's definitely not going to be six months and suddenly your life's different because I'm a PT, not a magician. And also it's like, it's, it's, it's acknowledging that it's not A to B. It's A to B, B to A to C. And then when you get to Z, it's, then it's like back to A again, because it's like, this, this, it's just ever evolving all the time. You don't have... There's, we've said it about before about like fitness isn't finite you don't complete it it's not a game where you have like otherwise all the people that you see who are exercising working out they would have been like well I've done it now that's it it's over instead it's just kind of constantly evolving and we need to get into people's mindset when they're first starting out that you are in it for the long haul like it is just going to become part of your life exactly and it's and saying like it's forever and stuff like people like no I know it is I know no I know it is but at the moment like I just want this and I'm just like okay but that's fine but can you see where that mindset's going to get you Mm -hmm. like people love people start again all the time because they love the excitement of it Mm -hmm. it's something to focus on it's like work shit my boyfriend's being a twat um I hate my job I'm doing this but at least I've got this um at least I've got this uh, Facebook group that we're talking about this in and I can get involved in it. I'm just like, slippery slope. Mm. Like, like I um, saw a, there's a famous, well, she's not famous. She, well, 5 million followers on TikTok is not even that much these days. It's ridiculous. But she made her whole identity and her 5 million followers on TikTok through doing keto that was her thing it was in her bio she was doing keto recipes she was saying um oh I've lost 12 pounds I've done this or like oh this is how you make this keto and it was honestly her identity and that was it that was her job it was everything and then after 18 months she realized that and then she took everyone obviously she probably released a program or something and sold a book or god knows what and she had all these followers coming in like oh thanks to you like 
um, I've cut out this and I'm, I'm doing ketone, blah, blah, blah. And it's like this, this swarm of people with no direction, just going in and just copying everything that this woman does because, oh my God, she's got 5 million followers and she's doing this. And then 18 months later, this woman, basically, this sounds fucking ridiculous, but she has a video of her eating a fucking piece of toast. And suddenly everyone loses their shit in comments like, um, hold on, uh, you're keto. And then she basically posts a video saying she had a meeting with her nutritionist or whatever. Um, anyone could be a nutritionist, not a dietitian, but basically saying that it's not serving her and that she's uh, deficient in this, deficient in this. And suddenly her fucking identity has been gone yeah it is and suddenly like she's taken all these this is why it's dangerous this is why social media can be so dangerous because people are so impressionable when they're younger even when they're older actually you get people that will see someone doing something see how amazing their life is and think oh my god if I did that my life might be better and suddenly she's got millions literally Mm. millions of people following her recipes her way of life or something and then she's like oh, by the way, guys, it wasn't actually a good idea. Like, and now I have these like immune deficiencies and now I have this and our followers are like, oh, well, I've changed my life because of you. And now, and then obviously she got absolutely annihilated. Yeah, and it is, and that's the, that's the problem with, we've said before as well, the problem with only ever associating your identity to one of these like diet cults or anything in life, like being only only known for that is is like it's like Sasha and I, if we only ever attached our identity to our business, then if something ever went wrong, we would be absolutely heartbroken that that is all that we are as a person. And it's the same for people who join diets and stuff or like are so ingrained in, oh, my name is Slimming Will Sandra on Instagram. Then when you don't like that anymore, you feel like, oh my God, how do I break away from that? Because I've said it for so long. And I think one thing that we can learn from that is there's nothing wrong in life with changing your mind, like really get that across because yes, there will be people, if you've got 5 million followers who will be upset about it because they are so invested into you. They're not really about as like you as a person, but they're about you as like a brand to follow. And if you go against that, then of course they'll be upset. It's like if tomorrow Nike basically said, oh, we're not doing shoes anymore. We're just, we're just going to do, um, we're just going to do like tights. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? <laughs> like so mad about it. So it's like, it's like you, you've got to accept that as you build build up a following like that, people will be upset. But in life, if you give something a go and it doesn't work out and you want to change your mind about it, that's also okay. Um, and there's a reason that these like like fads, trends are so successful is because they have such a loyal following of people for even like maybe a short stint of time like that where they literally live and breathe it. And then, and then it fizzles out similar with sports, CrossFit, that type of thing that people go through trends with. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, um, sometimes if I have a consult with a new client, I, I, they ask me what I, Oh, what do you, uh, do you do? It's like doing, it's like, do you do macros? Do you do, um, training for this? Do you do this? I'm just like, these are all just, they're, they're just club they're just sports and, and and ways of doing things and it's all it's all the same shit it's the mm. same like I don't do like I'm, I'm as I'm looking at my clients on my whiteboard uh everyone does something different 
Yeah. You know, and and everyone's life is totally different. Everyone, what they want out of it is totally different. I've got some people like you, just training for marathons or long distance. I've got people that aren't even going to the gym. I've got people who train from home. I've got people who train six days a week in a gym. I've got, so to say, oh, do you do macros? It's like, what does that mean? What does doing yeah. But that's only because of people have associated the success with that from something else that they've heard over the years. Oh, so-and-so's done keto, done macro counting, doing whatever. Yeah, it's it's just kind of like, it it is really difficult because it's like, as as a coach, there's an element from on our part and something that I like to talk about a lot, which is why self is called self. There's a three in it. One of the main values, which is at the beginning is like self-awareness, like helping people understand more about, like these types of things, like trends and fads and things that they've been hooked in before. Like, oh, well, well, what, what is that? Oh, well, keto is where you cut out this food group or, oh, well, what's macros? Okay, well, it's, it's this, like having that knowledge is fine, but it's it's not going to work miracles for you. It's like what you actually need to know are the basic principles, which we're going to go through, which is like the elements of health, like Sasha just did with that case study. It's like, you couldn't give a blanket statement to Sandra and go, eat this, do that. It needs Sandra. <laughs> yeah, it needs it needs to be personalized. It needs to be like an element of right. Okay, so currently you've got this level of stress going on in your job. You're using alcohol as a pacifier to get through the day. You want to do this, but you can't do this. And then you need to help people overcome those things to to live a better fulfilled life. And following a program at the beginning of new year that you've just found online or maybe just starting out of the gym with a friend is at like it's a starting point but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be successful for you you need to be able to understand further things that are bespoke to you to make this go the distance yeah exactly and it and it's and it, you got to be careful of going from one thing to another like that woman that I was just talking about so she is now counting the reason I was talking about macros is she is now counting her macros and now on every uh thing she's got her my fitness pal block and she's like macro is this uh, if it fits your macro is this protein carbs fat and it's like people can't well I'm sure there's lots of people who can but all people see is like, oh she's doing this now this is like a fucking great idea all she's done is taken an obsession with one thing and just moved it on to an obsession with the other thing. It's like how addiction works. You get a lot of people that have been addicted to certain things. They that they get off whatever they're addicted to, and then suddenly they they're in this other thing, and it's just an addiction. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a mentality that you will always have if you're just obsessed with like certain ways of doing things. Because now she's a macro counter. Oh, now, you know, I mean, this is, we're talking 15 years ago when this all, well, 20 years ago that this all became popular, but now she, she might be one of those people that puts like, um, uh, if it fits your macros in a bio and stuff. And it's like, it's just an identity thing yet again. Yeah. But, and then if she doesn't, and you know what, she'll probably stop doing that. And then she'll be, oh, honestly, I'll say it here first, right? Shoot keto 18 months. She'll count her macros now for probably two years. Give it two years and she'll have an ebook on intuitive eating. Yeah. Which it will. Just know that I said it here first on the 15th of December 2021. It is, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's like you're so right about like the hopping from one thing to another. And it's, I definitely did it in the beginning with 
maybe nutrition definitely with like program hopping because you didn't get the results that you wanted quick enough or is it so I think it's um I think it's in Sohi Lee's book and she talks about like the two biggest challenges and I say like I definitely relate to this a lot which is two biggest challenges are people coming out the gates too quick not being able to keep it up because they can't keep up that level of intensity or chopping and changing because they're not seeing the results that they want and it's like yeah because yeah, well they've clearly not got the expectations of like time but also like the support of doing it for long enough mm-hmm. and doing right what's right for them long enough to see results like it's it is it, it, it's just like a vicious cycle for those people and so it's like approach the new year in let's say the two opposites of those the first one being go out of the gates in a way that is sustainable that you can start small and gradually build up rather than going all in and can't keep it up and you might even have to be um a little even more conscientious and take it even further back so like you might think well yeah three gym sessions is is fine but I want you to think about your worst weeks at work and home and stuff like that and start with that version well one session this week might be more realistic and then the other element of being like patient enough. So what is your version of being patient enough? Well, I've saw online that it's like four weeks to get results. Oh, no, no. Start again. It's longer than that. It literally, it, like, it's, you're going to have to be so much more patient. And this is where having a coach is useful because they set those realistic expectations of you are being realistic. It's, yeah, it's, it's just like bringing some like you said, self-awareness, but critical thinking back into the mix. Like sometimes, you know, you're having conversations with people and then I don't even say anything. And I'm just like, what, what is, okay, I heard you. Thanks for sharing. But what are you going to get out of that? Mm. What's that? Well, where's that going to get you? Well, you know, it's like, well, sometimes a tough love is obviously important with certain with certain clients but it's not always tough love sometimes it's just like look this is the reality this is where you are you want to be you want to be training three times a week eating healthily going to bed on time blah 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 doing all that but you're training zero times a week you're not going to bed on time you're drinking too much um you're doing too much at work which is causing you stress it's like where you want to be, like we said earlier, is like level 10 and we're on minus 15. So yeah. facing level 10 when you're on minus 15, it's like, let's just try and get to fucking level minus 14. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just have to say, like uh, my coach and, and the guys I work with, we're like, just get a fucking whiteboard out and draw it out. This is the reality. You are here. You want to be here. Let's just try and get there because otherwise you'll end up either further back or you'll get halfway and then you'll realize that it's unsustainable and then you'll be back to level minus 15. Mm -hmm. That's not tough love. Like if we, if we aren't honest with our clients and and give them the reality, we're doing them a disservice. If I say, honestly, yeah, 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 you'll be fine. You'll, yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Follow that. Yeah. It was great. Fucking it worked for Debbie and on down the road. It's like, what am I doing then? Yeah, there's an element like me and Sasha said before, where as coaches, 
we try to remove biases, but we will we'll, we'll kind of say to people like, for someone comes to us and say, oh, I really I've had it before. I really want to try keto. Okay, mm-hmm. why? Okay, because of this. Right. Okay, cool. Do you think that will work for your long term? Well, I don't know, but I really want to give it a go. Okay, try it. Try it. And there is an element where, like, because even if me and Sasha don't do it, that person would still want to do it. People already make their mind up about a lot of stuff. So it's like sometimes you've got to let people learn the hard way, even if it's not what we exactly agree with. And I think that's that's the difficulty is not every client's like that, by the way. So it's a very small handful of people who who do say, like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Because they, they're, they're literally going against what a health professional's advice is, but still. Um, but with 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 the um, the accountability thing, because I think we spoke about this before, like I, when we spoke about talking about this yesterday on a message, I started writing notes um, in my accountability, like in my little note section on my, on my Mac. Mm-hmm. And I typed in accountability in my search bar and I keep all, when I do my consultations, I scribble all my notes down in there and then I transfer them over to my client's profile when they sign up and everything. And I searched accountability and it came up with like loads of people's accountability, 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 accountability. Because on consultation calls, it comes up all the time, doesn't it? Where people say, what I want is this, is this, and accountability. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult because there is an element of, I totally understand having had coaches and having had used it for that in the past. And there's a certain element of like having someone there where, you know, they're, even if it's just, you know, they're looking at what you're doing, it, that holds you enough accountable to make sure you do it on the days you said you're going to do it. That's fine. But it's like, if you're only ever relying on that, what is the longevity in it? And when you want to do it on your own, or if you're only ever relying on someone giving you a gold star for doing something or patting you on the back or giving you a round of applause, it's like if that is your own sole motivator, when that gets removed, what are you going to do? You're just going to fall back into your old ways. Like it's a really weird balance, isn't it? Also, what is it? What is accountability? I just had a mouthful of water then. Yeah. <laughs> <that>? <laughs> um, yeah it, well, I guess it's different. When it, I speak with clients, it's different for everybody. Some people say it's 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 um, having someone to look at what they're doing. Some people say it's having someone to to check in with. Some people say it's um, like that that guidance and support or someone to talk to. So I guess it's different for everybody. I would say that guidance and support is guidance and support. I would say that's not accountability. Mm. But then if you look at what accountability actually means, so I did an email on this last week and I was questioning my own thoughts because I wasn't sure. And if you read the email, you know why, because I was like, by the way, <laughs> I don't know if I'm right. I'm just writing what's in I think my I remember that one, yeah. But um, account to be held accountable, right, the definition is subject to having to report, explain or justify yeah that's literally what it means i I looked at many dictionary definitions and it's all the same so i guess the reporting one is i can understand that it's like you're reporting back you said i've done this with this week i can i can understand that the explain bit is a bit weird because it's like you're explaining your actions Mm -hmm. whereas 
which is a strange concept, isn't it? Just to think about explaining your actions. Even stranger than that is to justify your actions. But I guess if you are speaking with a coach and someone comes to us and they say, uh, oh, I drank a glass of wine every day last week. And then you say, well, why? Then they are almost justifying their actions. So it is in an element, the justify one. But justify sounds really strange, doesn't it? When you say, I had to justify to them. But here's the part of that sentence that caught my eye. So accountability or accountable, subject to ha- subject to having to report, explain or justify. So subject to technically means that there's not a lot of choice in the matter. Yeah. This is what this is what like I was like, ah, because I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute. But and then here's another definition. Well, it's not a definition. Here's what another person wrote. Accountability. <laughs> And this is probably what people be like, oh, yeah, yeah. But but that's what we got to watch out for, because that's just confirmation bias. That's just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's like, no, that's what you think. That's what. Well, not you, but that's what it is. Mm. A personal choice to rise above one's circumstances and demonstrate ownership necessary for desired results. So that's personal accountability. So personal accountability and accountability are two very different things because personal accountability can be solely intrinsic when anyone says like when I when I get up and have a no when I get in bed and read my book and go to sleep at a reasonable hour I'm not telling my coach about that no and it's just yeah me and in He's there to guide and support me, just like I'm here to guide and support you, and you're there to guide and support your clients, but your goals are your goals. Mm. I like, no offense, Jess, but if you don't want to do a marathon, I don't care. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It 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 does. It comes down to what drives you. It's if someone said to me, oh, I really want to do this, and and blah, blah blah, and then they said to me, Oh, oh, I don't think this is the right direction for me anymore. Fine. But do you know, do you know what makes me laugh is actually like I I respond really well to that. So like sometimes I'll say to Matt, like, oh, I don't want I just don't want to do like something or whatever anymore. And he'll go, Well, don't do it then. And then I go, Well, no, I want to do it. <laughs> and it makes it makes me say, Yeah, yeah but I was just testing you. <laughs> like right, exactly. And that's why this the whole accountability topic uh-huh. is super interesting because. I love a topic where I could have someone telling me something and I'd, I'd be like, yeah, 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 good. I think that's great. And then I'd have another person being like, yeah, but what about this? And I'd be like, no, that's a really good point. Because I don't, We what basically the reason I wrote that email the other day is because what I really try not to be, and I know you, you agree with me, Jess, is like, I don't want to create clients that are dependent on me for, for yeah. And stuff, and account like Craig said to me, like accountability lies in the same bed as dependence. It's all, it's almost the same thing. It's you're like passing your responsibilities onto like it's like, well, I'm gonna go to bed at ten every night this week because I know that on Sunday I'm gonna have to check in with Sash, and then she'll be angry. It's like, no, 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 no. We the well, we've missed the point entirely here. We're so away from the point that we may as well just stop now. Yeah. and that's why this whole like you know I've worked with clients who used to have to send a picture of themselves every Sunday and the only reason they would do 
They wouldn't do what they were doing because it was for them and they wanted to. They would do it because they know they have to send a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, and what I've I've experienced it in the past as well, not a loads, but I have experienced it where people have like, say someone's not checked in with me because I still do like a check-in process. Someone's not checked in with me and I've gone, how come, how come you didn't check in with me? And they're like, it wasn't good this week. So I just didn't want to check in with you. And I'm like, it clearly goes to show that you're only in it for the good stuff. You're only in it for the praise and the reward or whatever that is that you're seeking rather than like seeing it as a process of, the good, the bad, the ugly, if I have a tough week, what can I learn from that? And I think that's really important for me when it comes to teaching self-accountability is being able to teach people like the growth and the fixed mindset, which which we talk about all the time, which is if you are in that mindset of being fixed in your ways of it's either working or it's not working, I'm either being good or bad, I've either achieved my results this week or I haven't, then you are literally setting yourself up for failure because you are relying on that external validation of something going well to succeed rather than being in it for the journey of the, the growth mindset. Um, looking at it as, okay, this week didn't go 100% to plan, but what did go well was this. Or actually, this didn't go to plan, but what I learned from that was that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's really important in regards to teaching self-accountability. It's a big thing. It's like, what word you just used then? It's like some, you know, some people love that shit and, you know, they come and they, oh, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. What have you learned? Yeah. Learn from it. Oh, so anyone can limit their food intake for a week. Anyone can go on extra walks if they if they feel like they have to. It's like, what did you learn? Mm-hmm. Where can you? What can you teach someone else? What can you in five years? What will you still be doing? It's like, and this isn't me trying to downplay anyone's achievements, obviously. But in this job, I have been there. I have been the coach that charged hardly any money and. Um, people did check-ins and sent me their weight like I have been there and don't get me wrong I I don't regret it of course I learned so much and at the time it was what I knew but I'm and I'm training those some of those people still now and now I know it now, now I know and I can look at it from more of like a you know zoom out and look at the whole picture I'm like that's not what that person needed at the time mm-hmm it's very bespoke isn't it like and I think you you need to address each person as an individual like I some of my clients still send me photos some don't yeah that's because that's on them absolutely no totally totally fine um no carry on I was just gonna say about yeah about that it's like with with the accountability thing if that's a value that you think is important when you first start out anything Uh, exercise getting a coach whatever what you need to understand is that that will only last so long so you need to be able to shift the focus from accountability on somebody else to look after you to your own self-accountability and I think that starts with your own beliefs and values like what's important to you because if you can understand your own rules Sasha going to bed at nine o'clock or ten o'clock at night because she knows that that just it's not it's not a rule she's set for herself it's just it's part of her life now in the beginning it might have been a little bit of a right I'm maybe going to get into bed at nine read my book then go to sleep to get into the routine with it once you've identified the things that are important to you around your beliefs and values you can then start to either change them or reinforce them further for yourself you don't need somebody to go 
like and it and it's it's so funny I'm saying all this but I'm thinking at the same time of like some of my clients who are bloody nightmares for going to bed early but then complain about being tired I like put a little habit in their diary for them to tick off at the end of the week which is for the majority of this week 80% of the week did you go to bed at like 10 30 like you said you were going to and for the first couple of weeks I just want them to get into the habit of thinking of it it's not me going you need to do this and you're a bad person if not but I'm just trying to remind them but in some ways it's like me trying to hold them accountable to it a little bit in the beginning is trying to help them become self-accountable later on, no, which is weird because it's like, that's like me. I feel like I'm contradicting myself a little bit there, but I'm like, well, it's, it's a weird balance of ingraining habits in people, like telling people to go for a walk in the beginning. It's us being like, come on, you need to do this. But then eventually you want people to do it on their own. Absolutely. And that's, and that's why you need to, constantly and I still do this all the time challenge challenge your own reasons for for doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. and if we don't do that all the time like even when you feel like even though there is no pinnacle like even when you feel like you you know like like for me for example so a lot of my clients say oh Sasha seems to have it all sorted out and it's like the only reason why you think that is because of how I talk to them about it and the fact that I do like you there's a certain element of practicing what you preach, but but I challenge my reasons for doing these things all the time. Yeah. So like if you if you if you know that you should be going on a walk fucking three times a week for 20 minutes and you won't do it, it's like, okay. W- one, what's the alternative? What are you doing instead? Um, why are you here? Mm. Why are you here? If you if you if you lit if you if you really don't want to do anything to to improve yet if you don't want to do it don't do it it's it it's it's their it's their journey it's something it's not ours it's like I give you the guidance I give you the support and then you do your part of the 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 whole uh, relationship which is doing the work that we have both decided together is what yeah and if you don't want to do it totally fine but you need to find a real reason to want to do it otherwise you'll never do it it's like the analogy of uh you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink is basically Sasha and I <laughs> we can show we can lead you there but we can't do anything for you like it's it's and it's so so difficult I think that's that's definitely one of the most frustrating parts of our job is like we can we can do everything that we need to do to show you the way but ultimately, if your values and your heart isn't in it or you're not, you, your brain's not right in the right place, then it's just not going to happen. Nothing we can do. And the thing is, in our job is because Jess and I, and I'm sure uh, my coach and other coaches that we know, like the coaches that I coach, like we actually give a shit. That's yeah. why that's why Jess and I are texting each other at night saying like, um, Oh, you know, that this lady is doing this. I really want it, but it's because we give a shit. If we didn't care, we'd go to work, we'd do it mindlessly. We'd come home and it wouldn't be in our heads, but it's in our heads all the time. We just cannot help it because we actually give a shit. Mm -hmm. When we have a client that comes to us and uh, in the nicest way possible, there's chaos and, Mm -hmm health is in severe decline and it's almost getting to like a worrying stage when we 
think that we that they've come to a, a real reason to do this and we give them a few little things to do and they don't do it it's not frustration because we think oh my god get off your ass you lazy blah blah, blah. it's like this person is is on their way to somewhere that they probably don't want to be and these things that we've decided together are, are, are relatively simple and it would be great if you did them and if you just did them you'd understand why and you'd know the yeah. better but sometimes to get them to do it is so hard and that's when it's like if you don't want to do it then that but that's Jess and I we're not there to be like come on you know we're not there to do what yeah. American tv shows what are they called um just those shitty weight loss shows where like come on you got this oh, the biggest loser um that is not that's not in the job description for a coach a coach is someone to challenge you someone to help you get to where you want to be but not in necessarily the the way that you know the or the way that you've gone before so mm-hmm. I'm looking at things from from the outside and looking at the bigger picture so going like one two three four five six seven eight yeah come on keep going it's like yeah good one <laughs> there's no one there's not, you know what in 20 years when you're 50 years old and you're in your little home gym and you and you're doing kettlebell deadlifts I was like there ain't gonna be anyone clapping for you that's it and I think that's it it's like so many of the um the, the sessions that we do like I've been out for a run this morning it's quite a nice day today actually so it's not been so bad but like I went out for a run on Monday night it was dark it rained the whole time and there was no one there like being like come on come on and it's like it, it's like everyone thinks it's going to be like the hype of a like the London Marathon when I did it it's like you've got crowds cheering you the whole way around it's like nope it's like literally 99% of the time you're doing it on your own. <laughs> like you might occasionally go for a run or with a friend or you might um, do an event which has a bit more hype around it or whatever it is, if that's your bag. But it's, um, it is, a lot of it is just like boring. I had a client say to me and I sent it to Sash yesterday. A client came to me, she's been with me a couple of weeks. She said, oh, I don't know if whether the novelty is wearing off. And I said, unfortunately it will. <laughs> I was like, you know? I was like, it is, it's something new into your life. So the novelty had probably has worn off about like six, seven weeks in now. Like it's, and it's not, it's not always going to be super fun and like adrenaline rush. It's not, it's really not. And it's like, and that, and if that's what you've come to me for or fitness for, you're going to be disillusioned very, very quickly. Oh yeah. No, it's so true. It's so true. And that's why, like I always say, find a real reason. Like Jess, what's what's your reason? What's for your mar- reason? not necessarily the marathon, but what is your reason for having health and fitness in your uh, one of your priorities and living a life where it's a, you know a, a big part of it? Um, for for me, I I like feeling strong and I like feeling healthy, like that helps me feel more confident empowered I feel good day to day and that's what it is about like feeling as good as I possibly can day to day I think it also comes into it for me is like doing the best I can for my overall health and well-being with the hand that I've been dealt because everyone gets a dealt a different hand in life don't they and it's like I'm lucky enough to be full-bodied and abled and to do all these things and I'm like I'm just going to make the most of what I've got. And it's like, I, I want to be, 
I, I want to be that 90 year old woman doing a marathon. I want, that's like, I want to be that person. I want to still be like getting up and moving around daily and not feeling like it makes me so sad when I see, you know, like old ladies and, and men like hunched over a Zimmer frame and they can't even straighten the spine. I'm like, oh gosh, like, I don't want that to be me. And it might be, but I don't want it to be. And I'll do everything I can to, to, to keep that as far in the distance as I possibly can. So for me, it's like long-term health, but feeling good day to day, like making that a priority. There you go. See you guys. Hmm. Jess just like shared her thoughts on it. And it was like, that's a real reason for me. Mm. So, and, and, and then, it, okay, so that's her goal and that's her values in life and where she wants to be and what she wants to avoid. And then as her coach, obviously I can see what she's doing daily and obviously we talk all the time and there isn't anything really when it comes to the actual health and fitness side of it where it isn't guiding her towards that Mm -hmm. so that's when Jess goes out and does a run on and you know what I don't message her and go you go Glen Coco (laughs) (laughs) I wish you did (laughs) but oh in fact you know because she I knew you're in London uh, and I didn't know you'd be back. I, I actually messaged you go, oh, because I'd, I'd moved the run. And I th- said, oh, you oh, you actually did it. Um, it wasn't me being like, you know, I don't, Jess runs a lot. You know, she's up to 240 minutes of running a week. I ain't, mess- I ain't messaged her after everyone saying congratulations. She's doing it because she wants to do it. She wants to do this marathon. Mm-hmm. So it's like, th- there's a, a real reason. And like, Obviously, I've just you went through yours, so I'll just say mine, just to because it's maybe such what yours a little different. Um, my mum just messaged me saying, "What manicure are you having today?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you later, mum. So my my reason has has changed dramatically over the over the last ten years, but my. My reason is that I really like being alive. I love life. Like, yeah, okay, I have stressful times and I worry about stupid things, but like I genuinely like enjoy my existence. And I know that if I stay on top of these things now, which I do enjoy, like I walk a lot. Um, I get messages on Instagram sometimes saying like, by the way, (laughs) I see you walking on this road (laughs) every morning for like uh, every morning at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, you're just getting a glimpse into my life. Um, Mm. And I I love to, and I love the countryside. I love visiting new places. I love big walks. I love hills and I love um, not feeling limited by my own body. And I want to be able to live that life or the, the life that I live now for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And I have got, obviously, a, 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 like I always say, I've got my mum and dad to, because they're in their almost late 50s and they're not really doing anything, doing anything different to they were, they were 30 years ago. Um, and they've got another 30 years ahead of them. Uh, obviously you never know what happens obviously touch wood they they stay in good health but they are enjoying their life in their late 50s probably more than they are enjoying than they were enjoying their life in their 30s and there's no limitations there's no like oh I can't because of my back there's no I can't because of my knees I can't because 
um, I don't feel comfortable in my body and I feel like I'm carrying extra weight. I, you know, it's like if I messaged my mum and dad now and said, oh, do you want to do, do you want to go to the lakes and do a big hike? It wouldn't be like, oh, I don't know if I can take my mum. It'll be like, they'd be like, yeah, see you there if they were. And like when we go, when I go to my mum and dad's, like there's this horrendous walk behind their house, which is a mountain bike track, which you walk down it, but then you have to walk back up it. When I tell you <laughs> that it is one of the hardest walks I've ever done, it's, you, you're, you're on your hands at one point because it's so steep, mm. really dry because the heat's really dry and it's hot and it's just, it's hard. They're ahead of me. My dad's, my mum and dad are ahead of me because they bloody do those walks all the time. Yeah. And they tell you that when you're old, you're less fit. It's like, no, age. if you tell yourself. Yeah, you, you actually, if you keep going, youth is not on your side. It's like you can be fitter when you're older because you've got more time in the game. Mm-hmm. My mum can run way further than I can. My dad can probably walk way further than I can. Definitely mm-hmm. ride a bike. Um, anyway, I went off on a tangent. Mm-hmm. But... I just know that I potentially have so many years ahead of me of enjoying this life that I'm living. And if I didn't get good sleep and eat good food and, and lift some weights occasionally and go on some walk runs and go for walks at the weekend and not drink too much and, and like, I wouldn't be able to do that. Mm. So it's almost like a, like longevity is a, is, is a huge and it's it's not that I'm preaching it because I think everyone should think about that but I challenge anyone to not want to to feel good in their body you know yeah hard it's hard but it's like once you understand that that's why I don't care if I miss a session I don't care if um I drink too much some on a random day. I don't care about this. It's like it's not about that. Mm. About the however many days I've got and making sure that I'm good. You feel as good as you possibly can on those days, I think, as well. Like it is about the future, but it's also about like the now, isn't it? Yeah, of course. It's a it's massively about the future, but it's also the fact that I can wake up any day and do whatever what do what I want actively. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't have limitations because of the way that I'm choosing to to live my life you know that's one of my fave things as well when clients come to me and they celebrate the things that I take for granted that I just don't even think about anymore like I think there was in summer one of my clients went to like you know one of these water park things where it's like the big floats in the water um and she was like oh my god I could hoist myself up out of the water onto this float and I was like oh yeah like yeah that's that's something that people might not be able to do like if you've got no upper body strength to be able to pull yourself out the water or like even like clients that I have who like when that when they first started training with me was to feel fitter that was the goal and and we tried to pinpoint what that was but they were like don't really know I just want to feel fitter and then literally like a few months in they're like oh my god I can run up and down the stairs without feeling knackered and it's like or having to do it on my hands and knees to get up it's like what like that's crazy but it's the things you take for granted until you're in it and then you you appreciate like all the wins of like oh I don't have to live my life that way I can live it in a way that makes me feel fit healthy empowered and that's what I like about fitness it's like empowering without going into like a female female power movement it is (laughs) peace um (laughs) 
it is like it, it is empowering to be like and look what my body can do and I think that's what I loved about doing the marathon and probably another re- one of the another reasons why I'm doing it again is you're going against everything where you tell yourself oh I can't do that or I never thought I'd be able to do that like I would never in a million years thought I would be able to run a marathon but then when you cross the finish line you go oh I can like it's really nice to prove yourself wrong and it's opportunity isn't it it's mm-hmm. like you you being able to train for a marathon is good in itself mm fucking hard and it's and it takes a massive toll on your body and it's not something you, you can train like this for the rest of the year as in like after the marathon mm-hmm. you, you weigh yourself into the ground but you are in the position where you're you are resilient enough to be able to take on that training mm-hmm. so, and if I thought that you didn't then again it would have been I would have been doing you a disservice by saying yeah yeah go on let's go for it it's like no let's go for it you're ready to actually go for it but you're right it's opportunity it's like when we talk about like fucking split squats or something people are like, I hate split squats and I was like well I hate it's a strong word <laughs> but if you think about what a split squat represents think about it you're on one leg you go down and you push through that front leg pretty important as far as like having an able body you know and and people think about split squats and in, in just like oh yeah great for glutes and it's like no <laughs> yeah stop thinking about it for thinking about uh okay you know lunges and split squats are great for if, if you were in that world of hypertrophy and you wanted bigger muscles yeah yeah totally but also think about it for what what's the bigger picture people I don't do split squats because I'm uh I'm happy with my leg it's like no I'm not split squats because I want you to have a massive quads and a massive ass really why would I do that I'm giving you split squats because you said that you wanted to be fit and healthy for the rest of your life and you need to be bloody strong on one leg yeah you want to climb a hill you need to be strong on one leg you want to walk outside you need to be strong on one leg. You want to get up from the floor? You need to be strong on one leg. Mm-hmm. That's as far, that's where it goes. Yeah, your legs will probably look better. Bonus. Yeah. But that's why I like to take, you know, people, oh, I'm going to, uh, oh, we haven't been doing this. Uh, is there a reason we haven't been doing this? And then it's like some trivial exercise that holds little to no utility to their goal, whatever, like, like hit hit well hit workouts you know it's like what what is seven minutes of ending yourself got to do with a, a lifetime of health and fitness oh yeah but um what about this it's like no answer my question like I'm genuinely interested it's like okay. you need to be intense for seven minutes no right <laughs> next question <laughs> yeah <laughs> just gave me the eyebrows eyebrow raise sometimes I get um passionate (laughs) I care about this guys I know look I actually give a shit (laughs) sue me lock me up I give a shit (laughs) lock me up literally it's like the reason I get so passionate is because I've seen this shit I think in it for so long I have the right to say the words 
I've fucking been there. <laughs> Ten years. Ten yeah. years, guys. A decade of my life. Like, all I'm trying to do is help. I don't want you to go down the, the a path that wasn't built for you. That's all. So if it means I swear more often and if it means that I get a bit heated and maybe say something that someone might take the wrong way, it's with good intentions. <laughs> yeah. What is it as well is that, that analogy, you'd rather get up halfway up the wrong, the right ladder than all the way up the wrong ladder. Exactly. And it's like that's the same with going down the wrong path with your fitness because you'll only have to come back down to start all over again. Exactly. So how about take more time choosing the ladder yeah very very true it's, yeah. the, it's the beginning bit it's not rushing into it yeah and then you know what the, the great thing about oh I'm just clicking my back the great thing about all this is that when you do find the path that is built for you within health and fitness it's not that hard no and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be hard it's like if you're if you're like in regards to if you're somebody who's got a, a regular job you enjoy being fit and healthy on the outside of your working life do you really always want to be striving for, for for hard all the time and no even athletes don't strive for hard all the time right like that equates to burnout it, it's about training smart not always training hard the hardest you possibly can it's sold it's sold to us as the answer so I, I don't blame anyone I don't blame anyone for thinking it because it's even to this day, you know, that's why people go to Barry's. That's why people go to, um, what's the other one with a number in it? F45. Mm. Because they don't know who to trust and they're trusting people who say that this is the answer. Um, but hey. Hey ho. I think if it was, then they would have taken over the world by now. True that. Heated. Heated, just, no, it wasn't a heated discussion. I think my brain just feels heated. <laughs> just feels warm. Cool. Um, um, but we can round it up. Yeah. Did we, was that an hour and 15? Uh, it was maybe a little bit longer than normal, yeah. Oh, jeez. We had a lot, a lot to, talk. lot to talk about. I hope you enjoyed this one, guys. Don't forget to share, subscribe, tell all your friends. Yeah, tell your mates, um, tell your dog. You know, you know how it is. Maybe play it in the office at work if, if, if you're not working from home currently. Um, you know, you know how it is. And sorry for swearing. Hmm. Hey. Um, what are you doing today, Jess? Um, I have got a afternoon of calls ahead, um, but pretty much just an, an admin day. I've already been out for my run this morning, so I've already <laughs> clocked my 10,000 steps in one sitting for the morning. But I'll probably go for out for a walk, maybe at lunchtime, because it's nice and sunny. Yeah, it's sunny here, actually. Hmm. I've got admin. I'm going to wash my hair. I've got admin to do, lots and lots of admin. And then I'm going to get my Christmas nails done. Cute. I'm getting mine done tomorrow, actually. Actually hideous. I know the, uh, the viewers can't see, but look at that one. That's gross. I've just, while we've been talking, look, I've just picked those two off. Jess, you're not supposed to pick them off. Yeah, I know, but it was flaking. 
Yeah, but see these flake, but then you just leave the tips because if you drag those tips off, that all your nails will crack. Yeah, I know, but I can't handle that. That stresses me out more. But mine peel from the front, not from the back. Ah. Never mind. Never I've mind. kept there's only two. Um, good, good, good. Okay, cool. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. And I'll well, we will see you next time. <laughs> we will see you <laughs> next time. Bye. Bye.